0: G'day everyone and welcome. It is another episode of On The Grid here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thanks for joining us this week. It's going to be a big week too. We're going to wrap up everything that happened in supercars at Winton. To join us, Saturday winner Rick Kelly. It's going to be fantastic to have a chat to him about a great victory on the weekend. And also 400 race driver Lee Holdsworth to have a chat about his career. Richard Crowell also to join us to look at everything else that has happened up there at Winton. Let's kick it off with Rick Kelly. Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty
1: feet up on my dash. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where
0: we at. All right, time to catch up with the man who's had a fantastic start to Winton, especially Philip Island the week before. So you could probably say not a bad year so far for the Nissan driven by Rick Kelly. We say good morning to him now. Good day, Rick. How are you? Morning. How are you going, mate? I'm fantastic. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the weekend. Uh, great to get that win on the board. What was it? 210 races since the last time.
2: I don't know. We everyone loves to say how long it's been and what what sort of drought it's been. We just worry about the the day and what and what we achieve. So for us, obviously, it's um, it's extraordinary to grab a race win, and particularly under those circumstances, we didn't have the the fastest car, and we uh, nailed a really good strategy, and. Um, I knew, um, funnily enough, on that safety car restart, I knew that we had a bit of build-up on the tyres, and I thought that it was just us, that it was going to be in a little bit of trouble, and I did what I could to prepare ourselves as good as as possible, and um, thankfully Scotty and the others had a little bit of build-up as well, and we were able to capitalise on it, and and uh, put a bit of a move on him and sneaked by. So we're, we're really happy. We had to work very hard in that race to get the win, and that made it that much better for us, I suppose.
0: Well, let's turn back the clock a few weeks and, of course, back to Phillip Island. And the fact that you were fairly quick, you were pretty quick, you were very quick at Phillip Island. You got yourself on a podium up there and the like. The confidence that you take from that round and then the enthusiasm that must be going through the team for the couple of weeks leading into Winton must be fantastic for, for you blokes.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. We've actually had fantastic pace at the last three rounds and we had an engine um, issue which cost us a good result in Perth on Saturday and then Sunday the double stack and stuff put us back in the field as well, um, which was hard to recover from to the full extent. So we, we didn't manage to capitalise on that pace there, but certainly the Philip Island round having a double podium was great and we did have genuine pace there and it made it so much easier. Like those... Podium results for myself inside the car came pretty easy. You know, it's it's in a lot of cases it's very easy to race up the front when you're um, largely out by yourself. Um, when you're back in the pack, it becomes a lot more challenging. But um, the Winton result didn't come that easily. It was very challenging inside the car to get it to perform. To, to that level and to to sneak ourselves into the front and hold the other guys off was, was really difficult but like you say we do have the, the momentum now a little bit we, we're heading to Darwin, we have had a good run there in, in the past so we're keen to keep that going but more so keen to focus on the rounds where we haven't gone so well and that's um, rounds like Townsville and and a couple of others later in the season. So we've managed to capitalise on some great results at the at the tracks that we think we perform very well at. So like I say, now it's time to definitely shift the focus to, to the weaker ones and try and make those strong for us.
0: It was an interesting week for you, there's no doubt about that, and the fact that uh, Nissan pulling out of their, uh, their manufacturer sponsorship of the team from next year. Is that something that you guys sort of... Knew about and when the decision was made, was it wasn't a shock to the entire team because I would assume that if there was no knowledge of that at all, that would have been taken hard by a lot of blokes at the time.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, we, we had some prior knowledge of, of their um, desire to move in, you know, in, a, in, a, in other directions and shift their focus within their business, and that, that happens in every organisation we've had fantastically long relationships with a lot of companies like Jack Daniels and Norton and um, other manufacturers in earlier years as well. And as things progress, people shift their, you know, their focuses within their business. And that has been the case here. And, and for us, we, um, I guess we would have loved to have achieved more together, but at the same time, Todd and I very, and the team are very proud of having worked very hard to bring in a new manufacturer into the sport and we're the first team to do so and, and we worked, we probably bit off a little bit more than we could chew, but we worked very hard to do the best we could for Nissen and, you know, have enjoyed that relationship as well. And now that that, um, is, uh, going to be something of, um, a thing in the past we can look back on, we're very excited about the future still. We obviously have dedicated basically our lives to motorsport and are very, um, grateful for the opportunity to still, still be in the sport and we, we definitely, um, like Todd has mentioned, we're, we're here to stay and see what the future holds for us.
0: It's interesting that you say we probably bit off a bit more than we could chew. Was there ever a time through? I think we the... do
2: that with everything.
0: Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> and that's not sort a of bad thing because uh, uh, who uh, was it? Peter Brock, that maybe said, uh, "Throw as much into your mouth as you can and chew it like hell," or whatever, or whatever yeah, great yeah. quote was. Uh,
2: and... Yeah, exactly. I, you know, and that's all part of it. We knew we had a, a challenge ahead of us to develop a road car engine into a, an engine that was capable of trying to compete with the purpose-built race engines GM and Ford have, and it is what it is. We we gave it our absolute best shot, and that's not an easy road. Developing an engine, even as I've learned, being not as experienced at that as my brother and other people, is it takes so long. Like, you want to design a a crank and put it in the car or whatever component yeah. is, that's substantial in the engine. It's like a three-month turnaround just to get it made and, and over here, so you just can't you can't do things quickly in that space, and that's why it's taken us a little while to get things where we we would have liked them.
0: And do you think you've got them to where you would like them now, or is there still much more improvement to go? I
2: think there's still a little bit. Like you look on Sunday's Sunday's race, we. Um, put ourselves in the position in qualifying and in the early stages of the race where we could have won if we had the outright pace and, and unfortunately we didn't. We we're still chasing a couple of tenths to the you know, the Penske and triple eight guys. Um and that put us fourth and fifth on the day instead of uh, a little bit further up. So we haven't had a test day so far this year. We've got one coming up, and it's at, obviously at Winton, and now we can um, have a bit of a bigger swing at some setup up things we've got to try and some development items to try and attack those, those weaknesses that we saw We ha- we still have a little bit of yesterday.
0: A lot of the uh, discussion for the first part of the year was based around parity, I suppose, and a lot of that discussion was more coming out of the Ford camp. Are you guys happy with the way things are at the moment? Obviously, you are this weekend.
2: Oh, um, you know, it's probably not so much for me to comment on if there's a parity issue or not, but when you develop a car now compared to five years ago, you know, things move really quickly, so in any industry, in particular motorsport. So the resources available to a team that would develop a car right now are stronger and further developed than a team that did it several years ago. So when you drive near a Commodore up a straight, you know, they're pretty damn slippery. And that's a result of those guys doing a great job and, you know, time passing by and, and, and there being more knowledge and and a better understanding of aerodynamics in that time. It's in my mind, it says... Um, not as simple as that but it's that's certainly a a decent chunk of it um it doesn't really show so much at winter but when you know so the parity issue is people have got a really short memory so they're not talking about it after the weekend but mm. they probably might be after Bathurst, who, who knows and the, um, i don't think anyone has a complete understanding of where the cars are at based off the testing that's been done on the circuits we've gone to you need to go to high speed circuits um, to, to really understand the, the differences, but certainly at the moment it looks pretty stable, and I think that there's actually a category thing where you have to do a certain amount of rounds before you can discuss or, or bring forward any concerns on on parity, and and that's a good thing because you look at after clips all there there was however many holds in the top few, and everyone wanted to you know, not have them in the sport anymore. And then a few yeah. rounds later, they're struggling to, to snatch a podium. So you you just got to, like I say, go through a lot of different um, situations and, and see where it ends up after a lot of different tracks and a lot of different, you know, um, yeah, basically circuits we go to.
0: Has there been a, a difference uh, in the team this year with having Todd step out of the car and into the management side? I know Todd's been very much involved in the development of the car, more so than probably uh, most people in the team, having him not focusing on his driving now and concentrating on the car has that made a massive difference to 2018?
2: It's made a, it's certainly made a little bit of a difference, but I think everyone needs to understand that Todd didn't or wasn't able to have a huge focus on his driving because of the the running of the team anyway. So he he had that under his control, um, or basically the, the bulk of it. You know, for for a lot of years now. So, but he, it is tough. To, it is able, tough
0: to juggle both, isn't
2: it? Yeah, and he was only able to turn up to the racetrack and then have a good go, and then go back and run the team. So, um, he wasn't able to give that his all um, as a driver, which is which is sad in, in some in some respects because he was, you know, he probably would have achieved a, a lot more as a driver um, in recent years. But at the same time, it's allowed us to build a a good strong team, and you're seeing some of the rewards for that and he's hard work now.
0: Rick, moving forward for 2018, do you believe that what's transpired in the last couple of races can now continue to stay there and, and move forward?
2: Um, yeah, I definitely do. We've gotten more momentum this year than we've had in, for everyone I can remember, but yeah. we, we need to be um, humble in what we've just achieved and still understand that we're going to come to tracks that we we're not going to, um, have such a competitive car at and, and work very hard at that. Like I said, Townsville's not been great for us in the past. and So um, we need to focus on these rounds now where we have had a tough time and just try and make sure that we can have a significant improvement on our performance at those places compared to last year and, 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 um, and previous years.
0: Uh, how do you wind down? Is it uh, time in the in the shed that sort of? Keeps <laughs> I do you... enjoy
2: that, but as we speak, I'm changing a tyre on the Nissan Patrol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's winding
2: down. <laughs> no, nah, I'm always I'm a very busy person, and it's always self inflicted. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm doing something critically important, but I'm always taken um, taken on too many things. But I have um, yeah moved house recently and built a, a bit of a shed and trying to built it into my very own man cave, just how I'd love it. And um, I really enjoy getting on the tools and nail gun and and saw and that and, and making things. It's definitely um, – I think it's probably passed down from our dad. He's uh, a bit of a developer in Mildura and taught us taught us everything we know right. in that area. So it's um it's definitely something that Todd and I enjoy, more so than going out to the pub for a beer. We'll be in the shed and making something. That's where we get our enjoyment I, from.
0: I'm hearing that this shed could have actually been a reality series in its own. Yeah, <laughs> making <it> off.
2: <laughs> of me, yeah, of me trying to do things and mucking yeah. it, mucking it up, and redoing it. Probably.
0: <laughs> hey, mate! Congratulations once again to you and the entire team. It was so great on Saturday to see the smile on so many faces and the reaction of everyone when uh, you yeah. Got it's over funny you
2: mention that. You know, I was looking at breakfast this morning. I was looking at the picture that I put up on the socials of the team at, at the at the podium area. Um, we did a team shot and there's a genuine smile yeah. on everyone's face. You know, Normally when you say smile for a photo, everyone just puts a grin on and there's a genuine smile on, on every team member's face in the photo. And it means so much to us to, to be able to, I guess, give them the result that they deserve for all their hard work. It's, it was an incredible thing to see.
0: May those results keep coming for 2018, mate. Thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Rick Kelly joining us here on The Grid. weekend it was for this bloke. Uh, Lee Holdsworth joins us after driving his 400th supercar race. Good day, Lee. How are you?
1: day, Tony. I'm good, thanks, mate.
0: Mate, first of all, congratulations on such a, a period of longevity in the sport. Uh, do you feel 400 races old?
1: <laughs> no, actually I, it crept up on me, this one. Um, I, I, I wasn't, I don't count the numbers. I don't count how many races I've done, but I certainly didn't expect to be up to this many by now um you know i'm only 35 years old but i have been in the series for a long time now i suppose and it's been 13 full uh full-time seasons so um yeah it's it's pretty crazy to think i've done that many and you know it's a really cool milestone to reach um only 15 others have done it before me and uh you know when i look at the names that have reached that milestone it's it's pretty surreal, to be honest, that, that that my name joins the list now.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a, a weird sport, motor racing, isn't it, to the extent that if you have a look at the amount of blokes in the sport that have been in there for more than 10 years, it, it, per rata compared to other sports, that has to be like really high. You look at blokes in football and cricket and all that sort of stuff, and some of them are lucky to get a four- or five-year professional life. Most blokes in motor, motorsport go 10, 15, 20 years and are still driving with top teams and still earning a good living.
1: Yeah, that's right. I suppose, you know, it's very different to other sports. You've got a whole team around you that, um, you know, provide you a car and if uh, if you're not given the right equipment, then you're out of the sport pretty quickly. But if you're given the right equipment, then you can stay in there for a long time. And um, unfortunately, it's not just about the driver uh, like it is in a lot of sports. It just comes down to... um, down to the athlete themselves and um and and, you know it's not a physical sport do it's not a contact sport so um uh i suppose you know our bodies can can hold up to it and um and really the the mental fitness is developed over time i think it's not it's not a young man's um not a young man's thing it's more built up over experience Mm and um and uh, being able to withstand the uh the pressure and the um the mental exhaustion and the physical exhaustion I think um, a lot of that comes down to experience for sure so that's why people can last so long.
0: When you jump into a supercar now do you still get the same buzz and the same drive and motivation as to when you did it and when you started your career back in uh, 2005?
1: Yeah absolutely I still I still love it you know obviously um the results have been pretty lean lately and that's um, that's really frustrating me so it's not as enjoyable at the moment um, but but yeah certainly still have that same motivation that I had when I first started and I still want to go out there and win races and um, and and I try to enjoy myself as best as I can because I, you know in the end I, I am living my dream um, and and sometimes I have to remind myself that because, when you're not getting the results, um, it does become more of a job than, uh, but I, you know, the reason why I got into this in the first place, was it was a hobby and it was cause I loved it and passionate about it. And I've still got all that about me. So, um, but yeah, mate, I, I really just want to, um, uh, I want to go back to winning races. I think everyone does, yeah. <laughs> So there's 26, uh, 25 others that want to do the same. And
0: hopefully the that's problem. not too far away for uh, the number 18 car, mate. Uh, do you feel that you guys are making progress on this machine this year? Uh
1: it's been a really, really frustrating year, to be honest. Um, we've we've tried everything we well, a lot of things with this car, and and nothing has really, really worked for us yet. So. Um, Got a test day tomorrow. Fortunately, so we're just hoping to get some answers because, you know, um, with the the news, it just changed a lot for us, and it has for others as well. You know, there's a lot of Holden teams that are very hit and miss at the moment, so it, it has changed some things. But um, you know, given that we're only a one car team, means that it's very difficult, a, a lot slower process for us to get on top of of it than the two, three, four car teams. Uh, yeah, so that, that becomes um, a bit of an issue, and I'm sure that doing the test day tomorrow will will help us in some way.
0: Jews mate, I look at uh, your career and and who, which teams you've been uh, involved with over the last few years, and and your bosses, you've had some interesting characters as uh, as bosses, haven't <laughs> you? Uh, Gary Rogers, I have. Betty Klimenko, uh, Charlie, they're of they're. course, and uh, even the Stone brothers were interesting guys as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've all been pretty unique characters and, you know, obviously Gary giving me my first shot. He was, um, he was a hard boss, but, you know, when you broke through the skin and you got down to, uh, uh, you know, you, you broke through the barrier with him, he's, he's such a, a, a good guy and, um, very, uh, you know, got a very good heart. And, um, and then you've got, uh, seven brothers who are, yeah, just real races, those guys, Jimmy and Ross and um it was enjoyable to work with those guys cuz all they wanted was results and um and but yeah, unfortunately that only lasted for a year, but then uh Betty Comdenko um probably the most <laughs> unique character yeah. as a team boss, uh very much different to any other one that I've had. Um she uh she was yeah, in in it for the fun and she um she enjoyed herself and um and, you know, she uh, she comes from, obviously, a business background and um, she needed that to, to be successful. So eventually she's got there. Um, she's doing very well at the moment, which, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see. And then you've got Charlie Schwerkalt, who's uh, who's a businessman and, you know, he does it to, uh, uh, to try and make a dollar out of it, but he loves it at the same time. And um, uh, he's got his forklift business, but um, he's able to... Uh, to use as a bit of a um, networking tool for his racing.
0: It, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Erebus time with, with Betty and the fact that you uh, you sort of give yourself a little bit of a smile now seeing it, at how well they're going. Do you feel, was it funny being a pioneer in a team like that? Of course, you were there when the Mercedes first came on board and they ditched that now they're on the holders, but the, you still would know people that are, are part of that team. Are you wrapped that they're actually doing well at this point in time?
1: Yeah, I mean the the guys that we had, they were all the Stone Brothers guys, and to be honest, they're probably eighty percent of them are now at um, DJR Team Penske. So uh, they're yeah, it's it's funny seeing them all there. It's it's like it's um it's like it's the same team with a different name, um, yeah. but in a you know in a different workshop as well. So it's good to see all the guys that were there. Everyone worked so hard to get on top of everything um it was a real development phase obviously with the mercedes Benz and um and look for me it was it was it was as frustrating as it was it was fun at the same time the challenge to try and get on top of it um but it's just a shame that you know all that hard work really didn't didn't go um as far as it should have and uh, they ended up ditching that project and going back to something they know now where they started with a, a car. And, and now they seem to be on top of that with a feel that probably the things that they had in the Mercedes Benz, because well, I think we put together a pretty good t- car in the end. It was just the engine that was really holding us back.
0: But it's a tough game, as you said, and, and wins are rare. I think yourself, have you had three or four wins over your career?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I haven't had as many as, um, as I'd like. Um, but yeah, I, those wins I really enjoyed. Um, I've had 16 podiums and, uh, and four pole positions and, you know, something hundred 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 hundred, hundred, or two hundred top 10. So, um, look, I've had, had really, um, really good fun up to this point, but it's just the last, um, probably since, uh, since Erebus, the results have been too lean for me. And, um, and, uh, and it's made it a little bit frustrating. So, um, yeah, I I still feel that well, I feel like I'm driving better than ever at the moment. So that makes, you know, that makes it very hard for me to um keep bouncing back and just keep pushing on because um I'm sure that I'm sure that the results are there in this car somewhere. We just need to find it now and um our persistence, I suppose, pays off and and that's been my my motto, I guess, from, from uh, the Erebus days onwards.
0: And I would suggest that as a, a professional driver, that would be one of the most frustrating things, is that while you, and you said you, you're driving as well as you've ever driven, the results of the car aren't necessarily always up to you, are they? It's it's what you're given by the team and, and what you get to take yeah. out there. And you could be the absolute best driver, but you haven't got the best car. It's always going to be tough. Yeah. And does that, yeah, does that worry right. you in the fact that your dream job, as you put it before, becomes that a role in that becomes in jeopardy due to the fact that you've got so many other factors around you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think a driver's um, career is sometimes, uh, well, definitely um, determined by the circumstances they're in. So, um, you know, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of drivers that have left the sport that probably, um, didn't deserve to, uh, you know, deserved a better shot. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, that's what I that's the part I don't like about the sport um you know I, I'm sure if you're in another sport and you feel like you're performing at your best then um then you know you're being recognized for that mm. um, and that's not necessarily the way it is in motorsport unfortunately
0: no it's not if Lee Holdsworth uh, wasn't driving supercars, what would he be doing right now
1: <laughs> That's the million dollar question at the moment I, I honestly don't know um you know, I I love motorsport, so I'd love to stay involved somehow and and help young blokes, um, you know, get get somewhere in their career. Because I think I, I took a fairly different path to a lot of others, um, and the path it was the path that I had to take with a lack of budget. Um, and I think that you know I I would love to help the guys that are battling on that have some talent to push them to the next um, next level somehow. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and what that is, I don't know yet, but uh, I'm sure there's a market for it somewhere.
0: Oh, there definitely is. Uh, we've seen lots of other blokes continue to make a career out of motor racing, Cam McConville, Carl Ryler and those sort of guys who have become driver standards observers, they've driver mentors and all that sort of stuff. So there's there's still plenty of life in motorsport for ex-drivers.
1: drivers. There is, there is definitely. Um, I yeah i am I'm, I'm not so much interested in the driver training sort of stuff where you're you know driving uh manufacturers' cars with punches yeah. but um i'm more interested in in helping race drivers and uh yeah and you know i i feel like i've got a fairly um uh a fairly wide um a wide skill range you know i know how to read the data i know how to drive the car i know how to uh, i've got a, a basic understanding of the engineering of the car um but also you know the uh i i guess a bit of driver management would be would be one area that i'd like to get into um mm. and uh you know i know all the all the team owners and i've i've got a lot of friends in the sport and um so i feel like i'm in the right position to be helping young guys
0: out and you've got a lot of friends outside the sport also mate which is fantastic you're one of the most pleasurable <laughs> guys to uh to see in pit lane you're always there to say good day. and uh, i tell you what on behalf of all the media we really do appreciate it. i don't know if many blokes have told you that in the past but uh, it, it really uh thanks is nice. Tony. hey yeah, Lee, i appreciate that we wish you all the best and a final one to you how do we turn the season around now heading to darwin is it a good place to start turning the year around uh
1: yeah look darwin was a strong one for us last year um we had our best qualifying up there and on, on six on in the shootout and um uh, you know we had a i think a couple of top tens in the race, so that's where we want to get back to um as a starting point uh but you know tomorrow we hope to get some answers out at Winton at the test day i i I just hope that that's the turning point for us where we where we uh we find something in the car that'll get us that extra speed and now, the biggest problem at the moment is not getting the speed out of the green tire. Uh, I think on an old tire, we're not so bad, but, um, so yeah, I, I just hope we can get back to our, uh, our basics up in Darwin and, um, and really kick off the season from there and, you know, just, just look forward rather than backwards. Cause, um, yeah, you know, that's that's where we need to head. We need to we need to probably have a little bit a bit of a different philosophy on how to achieve speed in this car, and then um, have a, give us our best chance at enduros when they come around.
0: All the best with that, mate. We hope it really does start to turn around for you and the team as of Darwin, and for the remainder of the season. Congratulations once again on the 400 race result from the weekend, and I look forward to seeing you up in Darwin in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for the chat, Tony. Good on you, Lee. Lee, Lee Holdsworth joining us here on the grid. And that's all we have time for today. Unfortunately, Richard Crowell can't join us. We look forward to having a chat to him again shortly. Hope you've enjoyed the program. Thanks to Rick Kelly and Lee Holdsworth for joining us today. We look forward to catching you again on The Grid next time round.